This is The Antidote on 92.7 FM. Come closer, please. I have something to tell you. just heard paranormal activity from grave robber with a horror flavored punk look at christianity this is the antidote and i'm your host dave hawkins we have a pretty diverse range of artists on the antidote tonight grave robber is just one of the hundred plus bands that are performing at illinois audio feed music festival coming up this july tonight's show may come across as sort of an infomercial for the festival but what really grabbed my attention is the wide range of artists who will be at Audio Feed. 
And a dozen of those bands have already been interviewed and featured on this program, so this just seems to be natural to talk about the festival. For a little more background, Cornerstone was likely the most influential music festival on the planet. But when they called it quits a couple of years ago, audio feed began. And it looks like they're destined to fill the same slot in the music scene. We meet tonight with two of the key organizers of the festival, and a song that includes three of the artists at the festival, Trooper, Analeka, and Kiyung, with Canopy of Violent Noise. We're here to talk music tonight with two of the main guys from Audio Feed Festival, Luke and Zach. Guys, great to have you with us. Yeah, great to be here. Good to be here. There's been a number of music festivals that have called it quits over the past few years. I mean, internationally, they had Parachute Festival in New Zealand. They had Flevo in Holland. It closed up. Ichthus Purple Door and, of course, Cornerstone finished in the States. Canada's got even a worse record. I don't think there's been a single Christian music festival that lasted past a single year. So I guess this is going to sound harsh, but are you guys nuts to stage Audio Feed Festival? No, I don't think so. Um, I thought so the first year. I thought that we were a little bit nuts. And last year, I started to think so again as we got closer to the date. But, you know, I think we've gotten pretty comfortable with it. We know that there's a lot of risk involved. And, you know, it's sort of a passion project more than it is anything else. So, I mean, our heart's there. We want it to happen. It just sort of happens now. It's not as crazy as it was the first year. You brought up the point about passion. So was it passion that drove you to start a music festival? Um, I don't know. At the time that we started the festival, I, I didn't really want to do it. Um, because we had done a lot of music stuff. Me and Zach had done a lot of shows together. We were booking shows in the area. We had done some like mini festival sort of things in the past. And um, I was ready to not do that anymore as it was getting to be one of those things that just kind of burned you out. And I don't know, it was more out of desperation that Cornerstone was gone and we didn't really have anywhere to go. And so since nobody else was stepping up and it seemed like everything was kind of lining up for us to be involved and do that, we just did it. Well, it's obvious that Audio Feed's going to draw comparisons to Cornerstone. But is Audio Feed the reincarnation of Cornerstone, or you're trying to make it something different? Um, it's, it's a little bit of both. I mean, we don't lie to anybody and tell them that it's uh, for some other reason that we do the festival. I mean, we do the festival because we all love Cornerstone. Um, we bring bands that play to Cornerstone, bands that we love to see at Cornerstone. We bring them to the festival. And we still love Cornerstone, we still miss Cornerstone, we still wish we could go back to Cornerstone. Um, but we love audio feed and, and we want it to be like that. We want it to have that same sort of feel where everybody is, is your brother and everybody's your friend and uh, everybody's having a good time together even if they don't like the same music. And, you know, we don't, we don't mind being a reincarnation, we don't mind being something different. I, mean, I think we have a different thing going on just because we're in a different spot. Location changes things quite a bit. But, I mean, we still want the same sort of creative atmosphere.
my horizon, blocking the life-giving sun. The refracted rainbows brought bloodline sight, a seer of soil and dust I become. A confessor of the breaking of bones, under a canopy of stopped-up ears and crashing cars, I stand a single upright speck amidst the voluntary It is sort of a cultural community, isn't it? And with music festivals. Yeah. There's there's all kinds of different different culture. Um, there's stuff that I'm not as into, there's stuff Zach's into that is totally different. Then there's there's people that come that aren't into anything we're into and we still all become friends, you know. Just because we're sort of surrounding that same culture. And there's really not a lot of places to find that culture, that, that feeling or that body, you know. So yeah, there's definitely an, its own little subculture going on. As much as, as we miss, you know, Cornerstone or the, the music aspect of Cornerstone, um, keeping, like, you know, the family, the friends, the, the people, and just having that culture that used to, is an important thing to us, I think, um, an important thing to the people that come to Audio Feed, being able to see the people that they used to see and make new friends every year and kind of feel uh, at home with who they are, you know, in their real lives. They don't have that same cultural community that you're talking about. A lot of people um, refer to it as, you know, family or, or the audio feed family, and uh, it grows every year, which is really great. So, you know, new people are coming in and, and feeling welcome, and, and it's just a good place to, you know, go back to inclusive community. Plus, I mean, half the people I know from Cornerstone are at the festival. Me and Zach, we were, like, raised there. You know, I, I started going when I was a kid. He started going when he was a kid. Now that we have this festival, we see all of those people every year. Um the difference being that we don't get to see them as long as we like to because instead of hanging out and enjoying the festival, <laughs> yeah. we're usually just working a lot. But it's still, make, it's still worth it for it's us, you know. It. We get to see our friends and they get to play their music and share what they're doing, share what's in their heart, and we make new friends. Yeah. It's pretty great. Well, Zach, I guess this really applies to you because you're the booking agent for the show. So I'd have to guess that really probably the most difficult thing for you is choosing a lineup for the festival. So what's the process for doing that? Well, uh, there's there's a good handful of us doing it, so it's uh, it's not too big of a burden on any of us. But mostly, I think it all comes from personal, like our personal taste. We all bring different things to the festival, you know. Um, you know, I might be looking at more like punk rock bands. Luke might be looking at some hip hop dudes, and Jay or somebody else has these other contexts, you know. So we kind of all get our little niches in the bands we like and try to get who we want, and then uh, some other stuff falls into our lap. It's really not too big of a deal. Stuff usually just tends to work out pretty well. We're, we're pretty lucky in that aspect. So you've got people with different musical tastes then all involved in this. Um, I'm more of the, uh, I guess, in the booking context. I'm really into a variety pack of music. You know, I was kind of raised listening to Christian music. So, you know, I grew up sort of a Daniel Amos and Lost Dog 77s fan. Yeah. And then I got into all kinds of other stuff. Um, Zach was a lot more into... Uh, punk rock stuff and, and some of the hardcore scene and I'm not as familiar with that stuff same with uh, we have another guy Kevin who's run a hardcore punk venue uh, in our area for a long time 
and uh, he brings in a lot of contacts, a lot of people. I mean, we have a pretty good network of booking people. You know, Zach and I sort of head up a lot of our contacts. We both go into. We have a lot of the same friends. Um, I did a lot less booking this year, and I've really let these guys do their thing because they know a lot more of what's really popular now, and I just sort of finish it up on the other end. rock jazz trio 6c with mermaid and next up cigarette smoke from von strantz i remember the snow and the cigarette smoke my memories fading away as the moments drew
looking at the list of some of the bands that you've got booked so far for audio feed this year would you consider yourself aiming the festival at bands that could be considered on the fringe or alternative artists yeah yeah the thing that zach and i and jim and uh and jay and everybody have in common is that we all are really into like lots of indie alternative stuff um you know me and zach jim we're all big soul on the sun fans we love like that whole style of music so, you know, we, we are kind of going that direction a little more, but we've also filled up with a lot of hardcore and punk stuff. And I mean, last year, our most popular shows were the punk shows. And people are always saying that punk is dead, but the punk shows were packed. Flatfoot 56 killed it last year. Um, I think they're going to kill it again this year. Um, they're, I mean, they're just a fan favorite. They kill every show. They kill every show. Every show. That's not always my favorite style of music, but I mean, I, I appreciate it, you know, so... uh We've spread it out a little bit, but we have tried to lean towards some of the alternative stuff that we were kind of going towards in the past and we wanted to get more of in there and really pack out the whole scene. I mean, we kind of want there to be everything, you know, yeah. every style of music. Jim and, uh, and Jay and I, whenever we first started talking about the festival, you know, um, our goal was to create something that was appealing to every generation of Christian music fan or music fan in general. So if you had a you know, a 12 or 13 year old kid, or if you had a, you know, 60, 70 year old man, um, they would all have a good time. There's even a, a great pic of a guy, uh, of an older guy. He, uh, he's crowd surfing during the Flatfoot 56 show. <laughs> he's absolutely <laughs> awesome. I, I don't even know him, but I mean, I can just tell because he's crowd surfing yeah. during the Flatfoot 56 show that he's the coolest dude ever. He might be somebody's grandpa and whoever his grandpa is, they should appreciate it. Pretty awesome. So mass appeal is sort of our, our whole, whole thing. It's basically the blueprint of, of everybody that's involved in the booking. There's the blueprint of bands that they love in there. And that just brings that variety. And like I said, you know, I mentioned we've got, you know, Jeff and Kevin and, and Jay and Jim are involved. 
there's other people that that bring people. Uh, Key Young is one of the artists that plays, and he's been really involved in helping to bring in you know, new hardcore stuff that's been awesome. Like every year, uh, we've had other people that that just help or or you know have good contacts or say, hey, I seen this band and they're really good. You know, we've just had tons of people doing that, and so it's kind of a group effort, and we just kind of keep our ear to the ground and try our best to get the bands that they want and the bands that that we hear too that we think are great. Here they are, one of the best live bands you could ever find. Flatfoot 56 with Brother Brother.
And what about the lineup? Have you finalized that yet? Yeah, we've pretty much finalized the lineup. I mean, at this point, we still have you know five or ten slots. We still have a few things in the air with um, logistics. Basically, like one of the biggest things for us is how much stage time do we have? Because we've averaged about a hundred bands every year, which is significant. It is. It's significant. It's awesome. But I mean, we've we've mostly played out of three and a half stages. I say half stages because there's one stage. It's like an impromptu stage that we'll throw on a couple special shows, which is our front porch stage, and that's about half of the stage. And then, you know, we have three main stages, and you can only put so many bands on three stages over, you know, three and a half days. So it's hard to pick because there are actually tons of bands that we really like and tons of submissions that we get where we want to respond and say, man, we really like your band, but we don't know if we have room or we don't know if it's going to work. Um, or sometimes, you know, it's just like there's there's honestly been a lot of people that want to play and, and so many people that if we had stage room, we would put a lot of bands on the bill. Um, but one of our things too, is that we don't, we don't have bands come and play for free very often. Maybe last minute bands that will say, Hey, we just want to come and play if we can get in the festival and we pay every band something. So, I mean, that sort of confines us too to a hundred, 120 bands. And we don't want bands coming in and paying to play the festival. I think that's, that's really uncool. Well, who do you have scheduled to play this year then? Well, we've got a, we've got a pretty good list. I'm actually looking at the list right now. There's a lot of people that are coming back that have played in the past. You know, we've got Spoken Nerd coming back, Soil in the Sun that played uh, the first year in 2013. They're back with us this year. Uh, you mentioned Ray Hill earlier. They're back. Sean Michelle's this year. Burlap to Cashmere's back again this year. Wow. Last year they actually played the uh, they played like the early day at the fest. Um, in that same group, we added Waterdeep. Um, they haven't played anywhere for a while that, that I've seen. Um, Ember Days is, is coming in and playing. We've got Glenn Kaiser coming back. Levi the Poet's going to be there again. Grave Robbers. So we've got a lot of a lot of staples that have been there either every year or were at least with us in 2013 or with us in 2014. Um, we've got some new bands. We've got some bands that, that haven't played Audio Feed before. The Supertones are coming this year. Oh, That's yeah. pretty big. Yeah. It's like a dream. Yeah, it actually was. It was kind of one. I can't believe we forgot it. Exactly. Got a hold of them. I've been working on them for a long time. You worked time. on them really hard for a long time, and then, you know, they said, okay, well, let's talk about it. Let's see if we can make it happen, and then we made it happen in the last like, week or two. Um, we've got quite a few more. I mean, we've got tons of punk stuff, the Scurvies, In Exile, uh, Flatfoot 56. You know, I'm looking... I'm looking at the list. It's, it's a pretty long list. <laughs> you know, it's almost there to pick a genre and, and let's go, you know. You're talking to a hardcore guy. Hey, we got My Epic. We got Jawbone. Take It Back. Uh, we've got War of Ages. The Burial. Blood and Ink is having a big presence this year, so they're bringing comrades, comrades in. Household. Tiger Wine, Dwell, Household. Household was a huge hit last year, so people that, that missed that, they, they get to see them again. And uh, they were they were relatively unknown at the time, it seemed like. And then everybody just blew up. Um, we actually have a band from Columbia. Uh, Exegesis. They're playing again this year. Let's see, Keep Quiet, Pour Out, Key Young's there, Upsetter, Lessons is there, which is some of the dudes from Children 18-3. Okay. They're really, they're really involved. Phineas is playing this year. Great band. Yeah, they're a great band. Silent Planet's playing this year. Best metal album of last year. 
Yeah, people people really love them. They've been really excited about that. And we were pretty thrilled to yeah. get them on board. The Orphan, the Poet is there. Strength and What Remains. So quite a few hardcore, heavy bands, punk bands. So you really do have a huge, significant lineup. Yeah, absolutely. Are you ready for this? An awesome build to the greatest scream I've ever heard in metal. Blood of My Knuckles by Phineas.
that fortune go to fame She was looking for the man Just to powder up the pain And the power of the sun Never caught her weary sand She was looking for the man With the gun and the hat Drinking whiskey in the rain And the Bible in his hand Shake a light, drown the sun Close the shades, lock the door Burn the pages of your life As your body hits the floor And as you weep, you can hear There's an echo of a call And through the violin, bloody night Nehemiah builds the wall There's no question that I'm going to be going to audio feed, and I can't wait to see that band perform. Burlap to Kashmir with Build a Wall. And here comes a short track from Chicago's American Wolf.
Okay, here's a thought. If your dreams could come real, what's the one band that would be at the top of your list to appear at audio feed? This can be fantasy time, too. If we're talking straight-up fantasy, my, like, dream two off the top of my head, I would love to see classic thrash metal band Vengeance Rising. Okay. Because that would be incredible for me. It'll never happen. That would be an impossibility. Impossibility, but we're, we're talking fantasy. Okay. The other one that's not quite <laughs> as fantasy would be if I got to see Squat 5 again. Because <laughs> I would just freak out. It would be so much fun. <laughs> Starfire 59. Starfire would be, would be pretty great. My biggest fantasy at this point, Steve Taylor was a big one for me. I, I never got to see Steve Taylor, and I've been a Steve Taylor fan my whole life. Oh, yeah. And he played last year, and, and it was such a surreal experience just meeting him. You know, like, even even the booking process, because he, like, called me on the phone while I was Christmas <laughs> shopping in Menards. And I was like, no way, this is Steve Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you, but are you really you? Like, just a really out-of-body experience I feel like I was having. It was totally weird. I don't think anybody really expected Steve Taylor to come back and say, yeah, we're going to put out another album. Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't expect it. And then, like, when some people said they sort of knew him and, and could get him to maybe be interested, I didn't actually expect him to call me, like, the same day. So, you know, it's just you're kind of hanging out, doing regular things, and then Steve Taylor calls you. Yeah, that totally, that totally changes your life. And I totally had that just, like, kid moment where... Man, I, I love you. <laughs> I'm totally, I'm totally a fanboy right now. That was a, that was a huge one for me. Daniel Amos would be a big one. I'd love to see a Daniel Amos show happen. Um, and then maybe me and Zach have talked about this a lot, but a Rich Mullins hologram show would be sort of yeah. a dream show. Rich Mullins hologram. Would be I don't dream. know how possible that is, but maybe one of your listeners has that equipment and wants to get a hold of us. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, some of those are dreams, but. It's fun to talk about. Yeah. I only dream in reality, so you know, I'm all of my dreams are things I'm actually hoping for. There's a really good reason why Vengeance Rising wouldn't perform an audio feed. And that's because former vocalist for the band Roger Martinez renounced his Christian faith and he's vehemently opposed to Christianity. So much so that he's even offered free music to military personnel just trying to encourage them to create a holy war against Christians. Scary, scary guy. But this is going to have to make up for it. From his Christian days, human sacrifice from Vengeance Rising. Of ten, that it might be 
This might be a reality question. What do you think about doing audio feed? Do you think it's just been a challenge or has it been a success? It's been a challenge. Um, it's mostly been a challenge. It's been a success in a lot of ways. You know, it hasn't been like a huge financial success where we could say, oh man, we are doing so well, we're going to book all the bands we want next year. Uh, we're not at that point. But even then, it's been a success because it's meant so much to people and it's meant so much to the bands. And it's been important to people's lives. And so that makes it a success to, to me. Jim had texted me the other day, and, uh, and Jim, you know, he's one of our main founders, too. You know, he is so just headfirst involved in this thing. He actually lives in Champaign and has been the main contact to make all this come together. You know, he, he had told me the other day that he's been grappling with whether it's worth it and that sometimes he feels like it's hard. And I kind of agree with that. Sometimes, like, when you get into, like, some of these, like, final months, um, or sometimes when you're working really hard at the festival itself, you just start to wonder, like, man, is all this work even worth it, you know? And, and you get kind of down, or you can get a little discouraged sometimes. But, you know, then, you know, he kind of followed it up saying, I think we're doing something, though, and we're helping to keep this genre of independent music healthy. You know, if it was just doing it to keep the subculture and the independent music healthy in some sense, to keep it alive, I mean, that stuff got us through so much in our lives that we would do anything to do that. So... I think overall, you know, it, it's a success to us. It's a question of what we really have hoped it would accomplish.
Come on, admit it. Deep down inside, you really do love ska. That's one of my favorites on the downbeat by the OC Supertones. Thanks for joining the Antidote on Trent Radio 92.7 FM. Next week, the Antidote is joined by Seth and Chris of Atlas, who've just been signed to Face Down Records. And you'll have a first listen to their concept album, Into the Sea, which is just amazing. Zach and Luke of Audio Feed are going to let us know more about the details of the Audio Feed Festival. And then we'll hear from a new artist that I'm really enjoying, Fever Fever with Beautiful Dream. And we'll see you next week. What about telling us about the dates for this year's Audio Feed and how people get tickets and where it is? Yeah, the, uh, the festival, some people look at it and they look at the dates and they think, man, this festival is really long. And other people are like, man, this festival is really short. And really, the festival is like three full days. And then we've got like half a day and a half a day on each side. So July 1st, we will have music that night as like an early access day. And um, people can pay like, you know, $5 extra thing and they can come in early. And that's July 1st. And we usually have just one stage open, handful of bands. And we usually have some bands that, you know, like last year, Burlap the Cashmere played the early day. We usually try to get some bands that either people don't know about and should or are really like something special so that the people that come early have something special. Um, and then the second, third, and fourth are the official like music days of the festival. Everything's running full steam. And that's all of July. And then on the fifth, we end audio feed in the morning. It's Sunday morning. We usually do like a community service. One of the artists will play worship. Um, I believe this year we're having Mike Stain from the Altar Boys is going to do the worship for the community service. And then we usually will have one of our speakers come and they'll share something or one of us will come and share something with, with the people that stayed and sort of just end it in an atmosphere of worship and prayer and, uh, you know, kind of having a good time. There's always that lingering feeling like you don't want it to be over. And so that's the morning you sort of see everybody you know and you kind of hug them and you're like, man, I can't wait to see you again next year kind of thing. So that's July 1st through 5th. And uh, you can get the tickets on our website at audiofeedfestival.com. You're not going to throw out all the Canadians during 4th of July, though, are you? <laughs> no. No, we, we usually let them, like, just as long as they keep a low profile, yeah. we're okay with that. Yeah. As long as they're true Canadians, we're okay with that. Well, listen, Luke, Zach, thanks for coming on The Antidote. I really appreciate what you're trying to put together, and uh, good luck with the festival. All right, thanks a lot. We're glad to be here. Thanks for having us on. Nothing's ever felt this right Crossing the earth by your side No, nothing's ever felt this way before And nothing's ever felt this real For something I don't always feel no, nothing's ever felt this way before Is this real? Is this happening? Or a beautiful dream I haven't woken up from Nothing's ever felt this right 
crossing the earth by your side No, nothing's ever felt this way before And nothing's ever felt this real For something I don't always feel No, nothing's ever felt this way before Is this real? Is this happening? Or a beautiful dream I haven't woken up from? Is this real? Is this happening? 